Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Lauren. And my name is Emily, and in this podcast we focus on all things Stranger Things. Today we are looking at some of the many influences of Stranger Things. We know that there were lots of things that inspired the show, but some of those things were based on real and potentially real events. Um, and that is... Okay. Yeah, uh, one of them we know definitely happened. One of them is surrounded in conspiracy theories, but we're going to go into those today. And that is MK Ultra and the Montauk Project. Hmm. The little uh, backstory of the Montauk Project first. I will open this by saying when we were researching this, it is a massive, massive deep dive. It was a hole. Yeah, an internet hole that we we ended up in at about midnight. So that yeah. was really fun. Um, yeah, it jumps from conspiracy theory to another conspiracy theory surrounding conspiracy theory. I think I ended up actually knowing a lot about some tabletop role playing game that isn't D and D, and I don't quite know how I got there. So take yeah. all of this with a, a grain of salt. Is that it? A grain of pinch of salt. Yeah, a grain of salt. Yeah, we do just want to preface this by saying that whilst MKUltra was a real thing, which definitely happened and has been confirmed by the CIA, and there are many, many declassified CIA files that you can read that I ended up reading very late last night, and I will link them in the description. You can you can go and look at those. They are insane. Um, but the Montauk Project has never been confirmed as something which actually happened so anything that we talk about with the Montauk project is all hypothetical and alleged information <laughs> please <laughs> don't believe that that is I mean believe what you want I wouldn't be surprised if it did turn out to be real but the Montauk project is hypothetical <laughs> it's it's truly something because I think going into this we both thought in a sense, that, okay, it was just going to stop at Montauk and that weird stuff happened at Montauk and Camp Hero because, I mean, when we first looked, um, the only things that would come up first of all um, on all the documents was it was the idea that the USA was conducting experiments in psychological warfare and all that kind of stuff at what Camp Hero. Yeah. Exactly. So you don't necessarily think that that's something that's not real because you know they have done that. Exactly. So like, the two main locations were Camp Hero and the Montauk Air Force Station um, in the mid-80s, um, which lines up actually perfectly with Stranger Things, funny enough. Um, but then, as we searched more and more, it led me to 1943, um, which I think, if we're talking about Montauk, I kind of need to go back to there first, because you can't talk about one without the other apparently <laughs> yeah. it's yeah so in October 1943 um there's something what was came to be known as the Philadelphia experiment and there was actually a movie made out of this as well um and apparently the there's a lot of apparently's with Montauk so please bear that in mind the alleged information is yeah. is the Montauk I, I don't need any CIA or US government telling me that <laughs> we've <laughs> broken some but alleged information is the Montauk project. Yeah. So uh, 
God. Apparently, uh, the USA was conducting secret experiments at a naval shipyard in Philadelphia. And apparently the idea was that they were trying to find a way to... I mean, it's the height of World War II, so bear that in mind. It's important to, I think, remember in, that these things are happening around a war because that seems to be mm. the basis of lots of things that the US mm. government decides to carry out so yeah allegedly allegedly yes <laughs> allegedly so apparently they were trying to discover a way to hide themselves from say like uh, the nazi uh, radar systems at the time um and what was quite interesting to discover that as far back as 1955 there were conspiracies about what they were actually doing and yeah, and so the main one was that they not only succeeded to um, manage to hide themselves, but actually managed to completely cloak the ship itself. Completely. Vanished off all the radars. And here's the big one. Apparently made it travel to who knows where. Dimensions, time travel, who knows. And this yeah. was, yeah, and this was a big big thing and it was covered in a film called the philadelphia experiment as well i didn't know anything about this until you started telling me about like i didn't know anything about that side of neither did i i just thought montauk perfects hero there it is know about that there we go nope we're in world war ii instead <laughs> but um that follows in with the wanting to do experiments because of the war or because of a war which is a is a theme in stranger mm. things yeah, exactly. And what is actually quite interesting, because I do have, um, obviously you can obviously read the pilot online. I think there are links. And if we find it, I think we're allowed to link. I, I think so. I think that the original script is public domain now, but we'll, we'll have a look anyway. Yeah, It was so, at one point. It definitely was at one point. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure that it was released at one point. Regardless, I have a copy of the script. <laughs> um, and what's quite interesting is that at the beginning of it, it actually goes back to, well, the date in the script for it, in the pilot. So the pilot itself was called Montauk. So, so the, 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 wasn't the show going to be called Montauk originally? Yeah, I think for a long while it was called Montauk. I think even Montauk up to Pilots. auditions. Yeah, and it was going to be set um, in Camp Hero, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's something that's actually covered here. So it actually starts in 1942, which ties in very well with the idea of the Philadelphia experiment. Um, it says, World War II, the United States builds a military base at the easternmost point of Montauk, New York. So the only difference is it was New York in the script, but it was Philadelphia in the real life scenario. And then yes. that then ties into, it goes through to then 1972, which I guess ties into MK Ultra to an extent because it mentions yeah, Cold War. That's really scary, yeah. yeah. And then it goes to 1980, uh, which Camp Hero is then shut down, which leads very nicely into the next part of the Montauk Philadelphia scenario. Uh, <laughs> it would have been really, really interesting if Stranger Things was set in New York. The okay. entire dynamic of the show would just be completely different because there's something about it being set in Hawkins and being mm. set in a small town that mm. adds something to it, I think. I think it just would have been entirely different if, if the show had been set in New York. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, they talk about in the show as well about how nothing happens 
in Hawkins. In Hawkins. Yeah. And I think New York would definitely change that vibe. A lot of dynamic. And I think that it's interesting because so many people in and around New York, in and around Montauk, that know about Montauk, know about Camp Hero, and have known about it since the 1940s, in real life, Mm. still report on Montauk to this day, to things that happen there. So to have a show set there, Mm. they're not going to, it wouldn't have, like, been under the radar as much as the Hawkins lab is. No one suspected that things were happening in the Hawkins lab because nothing happened Mm. in Hawkins. But if you have a show set where Mm. something which has been happening for all these years that so many people know about has been happening for all these years or allegedly know has been happening all these years, then it entirely changes the whole dynamic of the show, which I think is really interesting. And that is why I do love that Hopper moved to New York. So there was Mm. still that New York tie, I guess. It makes you wonder if some of, obviously I know that somebody's backstory was covered in um, Darkness on the Edge of Town. That is, yeah. But it makes me wonder, especially with what we're kind of hearing about season four. And I know, I believe that David Harbour said this himself. I believe he said as well that we're going to be going into Hopper's backstory a lot. So it'd be interesting yeah. to know actually if Montauk is brought up still in yeah. that sense. Especially it if we would, know. Yeah. It would be interesting. Um, I met David Harbour last year. Hmm. Flex. Um, no, and I actually said to him, because Hopper is one of my favourite characters, because I really like the intricacies of Hopper's character, and I like how many sort of layers he has, and that he's not this perfect person, and he's got this this whole sort of backstory, which I find quite interesting, and my exact words to him was, please tell me that Hopper is going to be okay, and his response was, Lauren, it is Stranger Things, nothing is ever okay. Thanks, David. <laughs> So I don't have much faith, but I I do think that it means that we are going to be exploring a lot more about Hopper. And I think that he knows a lot more than obviously he was letting on. Um, But yeah, I I think that this is going to be a a Hopper focused season, in my opinion. I also really enjoy that he inadvertently told you that Hopper was going to die in season three in that comment. Yeah. Thanks, David. Cheers for that. So actually, that ties in really well to the next part of Montauk and the idea of how (laughs) things would change. Um, Because what, once again, allegedly, because this is a bit of a, this is a bit something. Um, I will pronounce his name wrong, so I apologise if you happen to be watching this for any reason. If you are, welcome Al. (laughs) So his name is Al Bielik. Um, and he claimed to be a crew member on the ship that vanished and was sent through time. And apparently he jumped off the ship mid-time warp and ended up in Montauk in 1983, in which they seem to be doing similar experiments in psychological warfare. And what we discover that's quite interesting um, with Montauk is that there's the idea as well that they were using children um, in experimental settings and trying to see about how they have they have psychological powers and they were called the Montauk boys um, which kind of fits in very nicely with the numbers 
Yeah, and I think that that sort of I think that the, the reason why the numbers and are were quite young mm. was because I think there's the thought that children are somehow more connected to another side yeah because they are still so young and their minds are still developing and which which we actually see in in stranger things because aside from joyce who Mm. has the connection to the upside down the fact that she could see that the light the lights were there and she could talk to will through them Mm. yeah everyone else that has the most connection are very is very young so will and l and Elle is obviously a massive focus for Brenna. Yeah. And she's the youngest number that they've got. Um, Mm. And he's been experimenting on her Mm. when she was in the womb still. Because she was so, like, genuinely, and he knew, and he knew what he wanted to do with that, and he knew that he wanted to have this child. Um, And then also we see Holly, Holly Wheeler, which I... I, I will always go on about how I think that she's definitely got some kind of insight into it. So mm. I do think that the Duff has picked up on the children mm. element to, yeah, to the whole thing, which I think oh, yeah. is is yeah. very linked to um, their reasoning there. Mm. Yeah, and um, so this is where it also gets even closer to Stranger Things with uh, Montauk, and once again, allegedly. There, this is this is very very complicated this bit, but there's the idea that this person called Duncan Cameron Jr. and he was I believe he was experimented on and that kind of thing as well, um, and somehow he unleashed a monster from his subconscious, um, which destroyed Montauk facility, um, and just wreaked havoc. And yeah. So the Demogorgon, yeah. basically, which I, the thing that I find really interesting about it is that the Demogorgon is not actually called the Demogorgon. We call it the Demogorgon because of the kids using the D&D language to yeah. call it the Demogorgon. But ultimately it is just a monster. It's a monster from this different realm that was open because yeah. of... L experiencing this monster because of the tests that was put on her and her mm. being able to go into different realms and stuff. And mm. the idea that Montauk was exploring alternate universes and different dimensions. And time really, travel. And time travel really ties in with the idea that maybe the Upside Down is one of those things. Maybe it is the future. Maybe it is some kind of different dimension in which this monster wreaked havoc. Maybe it's a premonition of the Demogorgon mm. destroying Hawkins or Hawkins being destroyed somehow. Um, yeah. So even though the show wasn't actually set in Montauk, it, it, you can definitely see the inspiration mm. that has been taken. There, there's definitely some some research there, which mm. I, I quite like. I quite like that. Yeah. It's definitely something that would have changed the vibe, though, um, if it was set there, because there's still kind of the idea at the moment where... People really do believe that this has happened or is still happening. Um, so, like, a lot of this, actually, this conspiracy and idea surrounding this, and I should say this, comes from a book called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time. 
And this was a book published in 1992. And I'm just going to read the blurb bit about this because it's actually really interesting. So at the beginning of the book, they give a guide to the reader. And they say, because of, such a, because of the subject matter of this book being controversial, we'd like to give some guidelines. Um, they call it an exercise in consciousness. Um, they say that the book is not an attempt to prove anything and that they're telling and, and it's presented as non-fiction because it contains no falsehoods to the best of their knowledge. Um, it can be read as pure science fiction if that's suitable to the reader. Um, but they give like this whole glossary of like all types of types of electronic terms and things like that that the, the reader may not understand and that they're I find it really interesting this book's never been disproved as such and actually did feed into a lot of the people that live around the area's kind of ideas and this proved in a sense proved to them okay we're not the only ones thinking this then if there's people that allegedly worked on the ship and were involved in the project are writing this book um because according to this one of the writers of it um Preston Nichols um, that he's the one that's essentially telling this story through the book. And he was involved in this, an electrical engineer who apparently has studied the Montauk project for, it says here, for the best part of a decade. Um, it's interesting that he's kind of given this information. It really makes people believe it. And it makes me wonder maybe then if strange things would set there, would that then kind of feed into the people's it, you know? It makes me wonder if they were not allowed yeah it it does actually especially if because this book was very controversial yeah and it does really make you think someone turned around and said yeah we don't think it's the best thing especially when even now so in camp hero i believe it is there's um stage towers and they've got like massive dishes and it's the focal point i think it's one of the only few that remain now in the country um people have found that or they believe that the dish even though the facility is discontinued and is not used anymore no one's supposed to be in there now it's supposed to be shut down yeah and they found that the dish seems to be spinning and this has never been confirmed and never been denied i guess they said well it's been denied but the residents there are really believe they've seen it moving 90 degrees and it'll be different positions it's also say that they get a lot of headaches. Yeah. And there's mention in the book as well about the frequencies that the tower gives off and they're having headaches, that electrical appliances aren't work weren't working and all that kind of thing. So Magnets. Well, there you go. This is the thing. So I think that even though I definitely think there's a mix between MK Ultra and the Montauk project that has inspired a lot of things that happen within yeah. Stranger Things which I, I, I do quite like. I like that. There was actually a quote that I saw from Matt and Ross Duffer. Um, I think it was an interview with Rolling Stone. And they were saying that this is, um, I'm paraphrasing, this isn't an exact quote, but I'll link the interview down below. And they were essentially saying that they like that the monster isn't some kind of spiritual monster they said we don't believe in ghosts but we believe in aliens and different and alternate dimensions mm. yeah. and so they they'd obviously read into what 
that sort of entails really um they said this is an exact quote we wanted the supernatural element to be grounded in science in some way so the monster is based on something that was scientific and they there are there is science behind why everything has happened it's really interesting that actually the book that i mentioned so the montauk project um experiments in time it's so scientific its approach then so i really wouldn't be surprised if the duffers had read this or at least heard about it in some context and it was going to be set in 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 camp hero they they have to have known what was going on in camp hero in order to wanna yeah Yeah. one other thing on that actually that in the script as well or in the pilot i should say there's a lot of mention about how graphic here um when things started going wrong in montauk like one of the reasons it was shut down um in the pilot as i'm saying um that their skin allegedly, <laughs> allegedly uh, this is the title of today uh, those but last week it was another time this week it's allegedly um yeah um that in the script it mentions about the skin being burnt off and like things being fused together and according to the philadelphia experiment um once the ship had traveled through time that was happening as well that people were kind of spontaneously combusting for no reason and that's a big thing to put your body through oh yeah definitely and like people were fusing together and the limbs were missing it was all very all very graphic Adorable, yeah so it's well there you go or duncan cameron jr's monster who who knows so one of the other big themes and big influences of stranger things was mk ultra now we're going to drop the alleged because i think a lot of people do don't realize that mk ultra is a real thing that happened but mk ultra definitely happened it was a real thing um and mk ultra is the MK Ultra comes from the digraph MK, which shows that the project was sponsored by the agency's technical service staff, and then Ultra, which was used before in World War Two, which is mm-hmm. another link to the 1940s, um, and was the most secret classification of World War Two was was the name, um, and the main objective that was sort of the original start of MK Ultra was to develop some kind of truth serum to get information from. Mm-hmm spies and war criminals and and it was it was around the time of the the cold war that these started and they wanted to get information from people that were spying and all of this stuff um it was approved by alan jules who was the director of the cia at the time and the project ran from around 1953 to 1973 Mm. 1974 um they have said that it no longer exists and that there's no longer experiments however elizabeth nixon whose mom was actually a subject in mk ultra has said that she thinks that they are they are still going on uh under just a different acronym um and also victor marchetti who had lots of different positions in the cia does also believe that mind control experiments are still happening and essentially that is what mk ultra was it was a bunch of experiments on people to see how the brain 
responded to different things and, and the way that they could control people with these different drugs, which obviously is very <laughs> similar to what Stranger Things is. And Brenner, in in the, the world of Stranger Things, Brenner was allowed to work at one of the institutions. So in real life, there was around 80 institutes that allowed MKUltra to happen in the institute, which was insane. Like so many of them were universities, private hospitals, prisons, so many different places. But in the world of Stranger Things, Hawkins Lab is one of those institutes. But obviously Hawkins isn't actually a real place, but in, in Stranger Things, Canon... The, the lab was one of those places and Terry Ives was one of the subjects and obviously Elle's mum and we see the powers that Elle was given. Um, what they did in MKUltra is insane. <laughs> like, we were reading through some of the official documents last night because there are a lot of declassified documents now that you can read through. And they were given. They gave people psychedelic drugs, paralytic drugs, electroshock therapy, hypnosis testing. They were looking at different patterns of behaviour and thinking, mind control, psychological function, and something we see a lot in Stranger Things is sensory de- deprivation. Uh, Elle is in a, a tank, sensory de- deprivation tank, for quite a lot of time actually, and she knows that that's something that would, would that will help her. And they did that a lot in actual culture, which is... What I find really interesting as well about those documents, and we were saying this yesterday, that this is the stuff that they kept. Yeah. And the stuff they so, didn't destroy. So what yes. actually happened? So because of something called Watergate, which was a political stand- scandal involving the... Uh, Nixon administration where there was a burglary into the Watergate building in Washington DC and it was tried to be covered up and lots of things went down with that with the Nixon administration actually led to Nixon's resignation um because of that the CIA intentionally destroyed loads of MKUltra documents. So many MKUltra documents were destroyed. So the ones that remain, which are awful, and and talk about the awful things that people were put through because of this. And I think it's really important to say that so many people that were involved with it were not willingly involved with it. So there were volunteers, but there was also a lot of non-volunteers. And... Mm -hmm. Obviously, that raises a lot of ethical issues when you're doing any type of study as someone who has studied science for the past seven years. Mm. Any time I have to do any kind of study, the amount of ethical procedures that I have to have in place are so important. And they didn't have any of that. They didn't have any consent. They didn't give people the full information of what they were doing. There There was no actual... like debrief or anything given to these people they had detention camps in some places um around in the 1950s places that america sort of owned and that were under american control at that time and yeah so but the the, there is a lot of not i don't want to say is it like inhuman like inhumane way of reporting i i'd say that because 
There's what? actually a link. There's a link to Montauk as well, actually, that a lot of people... Well, camp here especially was thought to be the site of like government-sanctioned human experiments, which were compared to, say, like the detention camps and all that kind of stuff. So, I'd, yeah, I mean, it's definitely inhumane. I don't the call the it way that. that they're reported is just so clinical. Like, this is people's minds that they are destroying. Mm. And it's reported like they're doing a quick experiment about something. It, it, it was written the same way that I would write any lab reports, mm. except these are people that you're mm. not telling what you're doing. You're giving them drugs, which you shouldn't be giving them. And it's like you said, if these reports that the world can read are this inhumane and clinical, what were the ones that they destroyed like? Yeah, exactly. We we I don't know. Um, people were given LSD. I yeah, I don't know if it's best that we don't know that, but also, I don't know. It's that weird kind. They shouldn't of... have been allowed to destroy. Them. They shouldn't have been allowed. Like no. this is something which I think sh- people should know because the CIA did this. They absolutely essentially like uh, just gave these people things that would just could ruin their bodies could ruin the way their minds are could ruin just everything they were people were given lsd and epinephrine at the same time some people had two ivs one in their left arm one in their right arm the left arm they were given barbiturates which is a central nervous system depressant and then in the left arm right arm whatever the other arm um they were given amphetamine which is a central nervous system stimulant and that is enough to make one of those alone is enough to make you feel completely out of it so to combine them and make your body have signals to do two completely opposite things especially when it's your central nervous system that's gonna (laughs) impact the way that your body is working with things but these these things happened these things really really happened um they had people involved that their main profession within it was poison control and yet they're coming up with things we could they could put in people's bodies and it was they they essentially manipulated so many people gave people drugs without their consent and experimented but basically there was a document in 1955 and it is the range of what they wanted to do so there were around 150 sub projects within the main project of mk ultra so they were looking at substances that would promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness um which means that in public the person would be discredited so if you are in a war you want people to you want your enemy to not be believed so if they're on a substance if they've got a substance in them so it seems like they are acting very irrationally and very Mm -hmm. illogical Mm -hmm. no one's going to believe them if they're telling the things that they've discovered about you um substances which will increase uh efficiency of mentation and perception materials that will cause the victim to age faster or slower i don't know what they thought they were trying to invent here um materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so they may be used for malingering 
uh, etc. And then it says materials that will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage and loss of memory. <laughs> so they, they wanted people to forget what they had heard. And then we've got substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privatization, torture and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. So I'm assuming that's for American citizens to not tell information if they are captured i'm gonna say that's probably what that was for or flip it the other way so it would be more if people were captured they wouldn't they'd kind of be put into like the regime or i don't know yeah yeah some physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of uh, surreptitious use, substances which produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters, substances which alter personality structure in a way that the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced, a material which will cause mental confusion of such a type the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning, substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts, substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects, a knockout pill which can be surreptitiously administered in drinks, foods, cigarettes, as an aerosol, which will be safe to use, provide a maximum of amnesia and be suitable for use by agent types on an ad hoc basis, and a material which will be surreptitiously administered by the above routes in which a very small amount will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. That was from 1955, and that was essentially what they wanted to do, and studying and trying to find drugs and mind altering situation that will impact so many people yeah what's interesting what i say interesting Uh, but it is it's interesting to think this was allowed to happen that the director of the cia in the 1950s said yes let's perform because give these people these insane drugs which makes stranger things even more interesting to think about because this is happening to children yeah exactly and i think one of the things as well that is covered in the because you said about that people wouldn't necessarily know what they're going to be given to them i think isn't that covered as well in suspicious minds where they know yeah that they know that they're involved in some kind of experiment for the money and i believe that doesn't terry she takes her friend's place i think to get the money or because she needs the money or something like that and but they didn't really know what was going to happen to them. I think they were they told they could quit, but actually they couldn't really quit. It's something yeah. on those lines. Yeah. yeah. And like Elle's dad, her um, biological dad, he gets sent away to the army, but mm. we don't actually know whatever happened to him properly. He yeah, he just that. disappears. And it's Brenner that mm. ends up making him disappear. Yeah. And... Terry's friend sort of has an idea that this is not as legit Mm. as they were told and she wants to so that manipulation is there and I think that a lot of what happened these people were not allowed 
out uh, or they were put in such a state that they didn't have the ability to say I'm not doing this anymore yeah especially if you think about you said that a lot of them were based at say universities so it'd be university students who and hospitals yeah yeah. I think it's one of those things as well that even if I mean obviously time's slightly different but university students generally do not have that much money (laughs) yeah and so if they know that they can get I mean if they've been told you're going to get say I'm going to really exaggerate the money here but you know what I mean if you're told you can get a hundred dollars for one experiment in and if you're it's not covered properly you're just told oh we're just going to see how this affects you because I think that's said in the book as well isn't it it's more just they thought it was going to be just a drug or something like that and then that would be it if you're told that of course you're going to think sounds like a good offer but then when you're actually locked into it yeah well when I was doing my undergrad I in my third year had to get people to come in to do the experiments that I was carrying out so I would actually put adverts around the university saying I'm testing for this and this and this and obviously I worked in the science department and did stuff in the science department so I had access to lots of medical things and obviously I used them properly but people would come because it's just another student that's doing science projects and I can get vouchers for it or I can get money for it and I'm at uni and that's good. And then my first year, I went along and did loads of experiments for third years doing their dissertations so that I could get class credits in order to pass my modules. In, 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 in my first year of my undergrad, I had to get 24 credits and it was like a credit per experiment or something, a couple of credits per experiment in order to pass to carry on at uni. Yeah. So, and this is now when we're aware of these things this was from the 50s to the 70s where people didn't necessarily question things as much as you do now and I think that that in season one of Stranger Things is really prominent because no one expects what happened to be anything other than what they were told no you know Jonathan saying well Will Will's body was found he he yeah. he died. He died. it was it was so casual when actually this whole thing is a government cover up. They they put the body in the water. They set everything up, and yeah. then it's starting to question mm. things, which is also why I don't think it could be set in New York because the concept of the, that those things like this don't happen here yeah. wouldn't be the case because New York is so much bigger and less of a yeah, and especially war. since the conspiracies in that area had been going on since well especially with the philadelphia for example they'd been going on since 1955 there's that kind of sense of well something isn't quite right here and i think as we said or as you said rather that it makes you wonder if maybe they weren't allowed to do it there because of that reason because it'd be too almost too close to home yeah yeah it's very on the pretty much all right right there on the mark you know and, and then it brings a lot of awareness to it but it, it's never explicitly said in stranger things that mk ultra was the program that brenner was involved no. with i don't think that i don't think the phrase mk ultra, no it is used hopper's talking about it isn't he hopper does talk about it in season one season one yes i think very briefly it's not really focused on a lot but i'm sure that he, it's mentioned. he does talk about it and he talks about how they should have stopped because they should have stopped in the 70s. That is apparently when it stopped. And obviously this is in the 80s. Um, and that ties in with the fact that there are people in 
the world in our in the real world that do mm. still believe that these events are still happening just under allegedly different mm. pseudonyms different acronyms and that mind control experiments still exist i mean ultimately there's always going to be things that the government know that we don't know and i am someone that I do like to question lots of things because I think there's a lot of things that we don't know about lots of things and when you look at what is declassified and what we do have access to it makes me wonder what we don't have access to um mm. but I do really like the how they've tied all of these things in and I, and I do find MKUltra a really interesting thing because I don't really know what they thought I don't know if they thought they were going to create a truth serum or telekinesis. I don't really know what they thought they were going to do with... It's actually interesting looking at the truth serum thing, because obviously there's this whole idea, especially within the show as well, that they almost want to beat the Russians to this. Um, They call them the Russians in the show, don't they? They do, yeah. They say the Russians, yeah. They say, yeah, yeah. Or the Soviets, that kind of thing. And they want to get there before them, and there's the idea that what would they know if they had opened the portal to Upside Down, and that's mentioned in season two. Elle is spying um, on them in season one. She's spying yeah, on, on I mean, a conversation. Yeah, yeah, so it's actually very interesting then in season three, if we look at it from that aspect, that the Russians actually have got a truth serum, and <laughs> it makes you wonder then, do the US have this, or do they know they have this? And it's just, it kind of all ties it together that actually they've had this all along, and were they not to... Or, defend any of this at all because of course I'm not but it makes you wonder then if they you know this really was for something especially in the context of the show itself yeah well they said when I was reading through some of the documents they said that they believed that the Russia that Russia had well the Soviet Union had the ability to carry out these tests on people back in mm. World War two at the end of world war two and then during the cold war Mm -hmm. so that's why the united states wanted to then also experiment with drugs because they didn't want to be behind Mm -hmm. which i just it's so they they tried to win a war or or fight a war with mind control like it I don't know what they thought they were going to do with that. Like, (laughs) let's just use LSD and and see if we can beat people with that. Like, no, you know? Um, But I think, obviously, that is why there's there's a big focus in the show of um, who opens the gate and who has access to these things and what are they going to do with that. But then, obviously, the mayor of Hawkins knows that Starcourt more sort of the vessel it's like a trojan horse really isn't it starcourt yeah i mean it definitely is a trojan horse yeah yeah um and he knows about that which is why which is Mm -hmm. i find that dynamic a bit interesting and obviously that's that's definitely going to be explored a little bit more in season four with where hopper is and everything Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah but yeah mk ultra is an actual thing happened and that is the a, a huge a huge influence of of stranger things obviously the the hawkins lab is is that entire 
That's what mm. Brenner's working for. He's supposed to have stopped, but he's continued now into the 80s. Everyone thinks the lab is mm. vacant or pretty vacant. People are sort of still in with it. Um, yeah. And But, yeah, that's what that's what they did. And, obviously, we see a lot of these tests on L as well, mm. the yeah. electro electro like electrodes on her head and mm. sensory deprivation which is a huge thing you think this is doing this to a kid putting a child in a de- like sensory deprivation tank and then you think that they actually did these experiments on people which yeah. when you think about the fact that these type of things happened in real life yeah. it really makes you sort of take a step back and think what mm. <laughs> yeah and like as you said that people believe that they were doing this to kids in montauk like that's yeah. the big thing around that they would take kids off the streets and they would essentially turn them into these like super soldiers i believe it was quoted in one of the articles they believe they'd be able to control their minds and so really that they could fight so that they could fight in any wars that they were because they were so obsessed with the sort of the idea that like they need to win they need to be the most powerful mm. and this used to be mm. allegedly what they what they needed yeah to do and I think that's definitely what sort of where MK Ultra stems from and obviously it started so soon after World War II I wonder if it was a mm. we need to be ready in case there's another war yeah I think yeah I think looking at all the dates it makes sense as well that there was that kind of deep obviously we're English so we can't speak fear, though. yeah there was fear. a deep yeah a deep rooted yeah. fear that something was going to happen and I can't really imagine being in that scenario at the time, just the idea of that something could happen. I mean, the towers at Montauk, um, they, I read something and it said that they were there to give you, I think it was 30 minute warning in the event of a nuclear attack or something like that. And it's, it's scary to kind of have that fear there, your life that something is going to happen. So in that aspect, it, of course, it doesn't make sense, but as you said, if that's there, you think, no, I have to be ready for something. Then, yeah. yeah. Like, you can be prepared for something without getting people... Yeah, without LSD. Without their <laughs> consent and injecting them with barbiturates yeah. and amphetamine at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. it properly confuses me that this was allowed. It yeah. genuinely blows my mind that the CIA, like, mm. of the United States government mm. was approved and allowed to carry mm. out non-consensual tests mm. on so many different people yeah. by injecting them with different mm. drugs to yeah. invent some kind of mind control. Yeah. Because the thing that makes it so crazy is that when you watch Stranger Things, you think this is awful that this was allowed to happen, that this was allowed to happen on children, that this whole lab situation is a thing. And then you realise that this happened in real life, that that MKUltra was a real thing. And there are lots of testimonies from people that were involved and and survived. And people did die. There were people that, that did die. There was a man, it was it was ruled um, as suicide, first of all, and then they realised that he'd actually been part of this experiment and had been given LSD and it had impacted his mind because he already struggled with his mental health, so it had impacted him a lot more and it resulted in his death. And 
that's just the cases that we know about. They destroyed yeah. so much more evidence and so much more of their files that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And this is what's declassified. That could, I don't know if there's any classified stuff, which hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. And it it is really interesting. It makes me look at the show, not in a bad way, but just give me more of a, oh my God, this this is this happened yeah and that's what makes it sort of like Brenner is one of the mm. actual monsters of the show and and that the fact that he could do these sorts of things to kids because of this desperation to fight and to, you know yeah. he he actually was willing to cause harm to mm. children and put these children through awful things i mean obviously we we look we read the books and and the comic books and we take them with a pinch of salt because there are some inconsistencies to the 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 show and the the actual canon timeline and stuff but these kids they're in um the six comics the the twins one of the twins is is really really badly hurt because of what happened and i'm reading it and i'm thinking this is awful and then you remember this happened yeah. You know, not with these characters and not in Hawkins and, and stuff, but this happened in other places in America and, and people were really hurt and haven't fully recovered and some people were killed because these these tests, pe- you know, people being held in detention camps in different countries, they literally used the word that they in some of these detention camps, the people that they had to test on, they said that these people were expendable is the exact word that they used and they said they could experiment on them, interrogate them, torch them, use psychoactive drugs to destroy and control human minds is what they wanted to do. And it baffles. I genuinely cannot believe that it was allowed because even though the 70s was a while ago, wasn't that long ago, our parents were alive in the 70s. Yeah. And yeah. And this happened then, mm. which it started in the 50s. Like my nan was alive in the 50s. Mm. Yeah. So not it's not that long ago. No. I really would recommend, I say recommend, but if you want to, if you do want to look into it, some of the documents are genuinely really interest in the darkest sense they are i would definitely err on the side of caution when looking at some of them i'm going to put that warning there now um and and say that i was reading some of them and and had to click off and that's definitely from a side like science point of view because i know how you're supposed to do things ethically and how you're supposed to get signed consent and debriefs and the I would do basic tests where I would just interview someone and yet the amount of resources I'd give them afterwards in case they needed any help the amount of contacts the debrief the level of care that would go into studies and knowing what should go into studies I'm then reading these and I'm seeing that these people were not given that level of care and the experiments that were being done were horrific and they weren't getting the support that they wanted. They, I was reading through one of them and they're saying about how something wasn't working 
with um, LSD. So then Alexa said, so we decided to give them epinephrine, which is obviously what is in an EpiPen. And then they said, it hasn't, we haven't seen any effects so far. So we'll just slowly increase the dosage. So they're not even they're 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 not even thinking. Well, this is like let's stop. Let's stop. They're thinking. We'll just keep giving them more. Yeah. It, it, it's like it doesn't matter if that results in death or injury because they need to see what the effects are. And mm. so yeah, so uh, so definitely err on the side of caution when researching mk ultra uh, uh, especially i mean montauk as well but because all of the montauk stuff is not proven it yeah you can sort of hold that mm. sci-fi element to it i guess yeah. yeah it's one of those things that i think like as i said in the beginning of that book which we will link as well because you can find it and stuff like yeah, that, definitely link the book. We'll that definitely link. it's one of the things as well though it's to a some of the people who live still in the area, it's so very real to them. Um, yes. So please don't think that us by saying allegedly we're yeah. dismissing We're just them. saying we're, allegedly no. so that the United States government do not say that we've said that they've done experiments on children. Yeah. You know? That... Yeah. we got to save ourselves. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and not... I don't... I, you know, I just don't have the time for the US government to come for me. I, I just don't want that. No, not but not this week. I will say that even though it is all alleged, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if it came out to be true. Mm. And by reading the testimonies from the people that live by Camp Hero and mm. in and around Montauk, that they it has genuinely impacted their lives in a mm. lot of ways. And I think it's really important to listen to that because mm. even if it's not what we're what we think it is and and from what these stories have told there definitely seems to be something happening there which is impacting the lives of the people that live there and that's really important to remember yeah. so exactly yeah. yeah definitely so yeah two of the huge inspirations for stranger things yeah. to i think we covered a lot there yeah very different but very very similar yeah. inspirations for stranger things um i remember when i first found out about because i didn't know about the montauk project until i found mm. out that the first that, that that's what stranger things was was supposed to be called mm. um and i did some research and realized oh okay yeah that's a thing um and i did know about mk ultra um mm. but for the longest time did think that mk ultra was not real mm. and then i found out it was and now I don't believe anything I'm told by any type of government official because if they're allowed to do things like this, what are they allowed? To, what else are they allowed to do? What is declassified? What what is classified information? If this is the declassified stuff, um, this podcast is turning into conspiracy podcast. Um, yeah, just to um, let you know, <laughs> but yeah, there's obviously some really in depth links to Stranger Things, and I think that the Duffers did it well. At, at no point do I think what they're doing is like it makes me hate it the whole time yeah Brenner is my it is is a villain in my eyes mm. I, I hate the guy he is yeah. gross and the fact that he wants to carry out experiments mm. on these kids and keep doing this he he doesn't actually care about her he took her from her family in yeah. order to 
do these experiments which shouldn't have mm. ever happened in the first place but at this point should have been stopped yeah yeah uh, before we go question of the day for the podcast do we think Brenner is still alive oh i'd like to know everyone's thoughts on this actually because i was so sure he was and then season three happened and now i don't know Yes. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning back in to the Hawkins View Copy podcast. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next time. See you later. Bye. Hawkins.